0: You are listening to the Food Heals Podcast with me, Alison Melody. Enter to win a swag bag full of my favorite organic vegan products. All you have to do is go on Amazon, order my book, Food Heals, leave a review, and screenshot your review and post it to social media using the hashtag Food Heals Podcast. Ten lucky winners will have a swag bag shipped straight to their door.
1: Once you start to be open to the feeling of, I'm a little girl and mommy and daddy left me, and you let yourself be that loving parent to that version of you, and you let them just let it out, how freeing and liberating is it to allow yourself to be the fullness of who you are through the expression of your emotions?
0: Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast
1: with your hosts, Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
0: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet to Kardashian immediately. Alright, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today's guest is incredible. She lives medication-free with bipolar type 1. She's an international best-selling author. She's a musician, a motivational speaker. She's a comedian. She's a voiceover artist. She's even created hundreds of meditations and meditation music for various apps and businesses across the globe. Yes, I'm talking about Marissa Iman from the Incandescent Podcast. Check that out. It's one of my my faves. And I love her motivational and musical performances. They combine music and comedy and inspirational messages because she really is out there battling the stigma of mental illness and starting a conversation and stimulating dialogue that we can heal ourselves. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Marissa as much as I did. But first, do you want clearer skin, more energy, and a simple pill you can pop to create beauty from the inside out? Um, Yes, please. How about a more sustainable, natural way to improve your workouts, sharpen your focus, cut back on caffeine, and fight your chocolate cravings? Then look no further than Beauty Bits. Beauty Bits are pure spirulina algae tablets. They are made by our friends over at energybits.com. Beauty Bits are your answer for looking younger and feeling healthier. With over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein, Beauty Bits will stop your cravings in their trash Improve your focus and give you a steady stream of energy throughout your day. So, how does it work? The spirulina in Beauty Bits contains vitamin E, selenium, and tyrosine, which are all known for their powerful anti aging effects. Spirulina helps your skin retain moisture, which is a major key to maintaining smoother and more hydrated skin. Check them out. You can get 20% off your Beauty Bits by going to energybits.com using the coupon code FOODHEALS. And the most amazing side effect of Beauty Bits is not only will they make you look radiant, they'll make you feel radiant, and they'll supercharge and super boost your immune system as well with greens. So 20% off Beauty Bits, energybits.com, coupon code FOODHEALS.
1: The Food Heals podcast starts now. Food heals. Food heals. Food heals. Food heals. Come on and take a pill of algae oil and listen to what food can do for you. Because it's not just about how you look in that dress; it's about how to feel and living life to your best. No nothing.
0: so good so good so you love that I put the blue algae in there I love it I love it so much algae is one of my top fave go-tos right now Let me quickly introduce you, because no one knows who you are yet. Okay, she's an (laughs) international best-selling author. She's a musician, as you can hear. She's a voiceover artist whose motivational performances combine music, comedy, and inspirational messages to battle the stigma of mental illness and stimulate dialogue. Please welcome today's guest, Marissa. Hi. I'm so, so happy to be here. Hey, girl. That was such a fun intro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. So much fun to do.
0: You're so good at it.
1: I appreciate that. It's just fun. As you know, when you're like, yeah, jingle, it just comes to me. Like I randomly just hear people's jingles. So I'm just walking around my house singing random jingles for people.
0: Well, the first one you sent me, you were in your car and you were like, yeah. okay, I'm in my car, but this thing <laughs> just came to me and here it is. And you sent me this adorable video and you were like, food heals. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm so happy I know you. <laughs>
1: I can't control it.
0: Jingles just come to me. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm the same way. Not in terms of jingles, but like songs just come to yeah, me. And like making exactly. them up in my head. And I have like so many recordings in my iPhone just of like random choruses that hopefully someday I'll do something with. Yeah, are you doing anything with that? Let's collab. I know we should. I haven't done anything in a couple of years. Let's do a co-write. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show because um, you have quite a fascinating background and you live with bipolar type one and you promote mindfulness practices. You take the more like I would say meditation over medication approach. So can you take us back to where did this all start?
1: Yeah. Well, in terms of where the mental illness all started... Presumably birth. (laughs) My dad, like legit, the first word he would use to describe me was intense. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking genetically, for sure, there's plenty of mental illness that would have been down like the family line. But I always thought that I had to act like I was okay, put a smile on my face, pretend I'm happy. And meanwhile, like even at age 10, I was contemplating suicide. Wow. Wow. So like just very intense, deep emotions that I had at a very early age that I just thought was normal and I thought that I just had to act happy and everything would be fine and No one probably knew what I was going through in high school besides my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And I was even voted, like, friendliest for senior superlative.
0: Oh, you are
1: the friendliest. You are the friendliest. And I I was, like, totally genuine. Um, But before, it was just, like, a mask to hide everything that was happening inside that I didn't want the world to know about because I was under the false impression that feeling intensely negative is a bad thing, which we can talk more about later. But then that whole hiding and running from it thing only worked until it didn't. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: my sophomore year in college is when I had my first manic episode, and that's when I received the diagnosis of bipolar type 1 in addition to anxiety, depression, ADD, insomnia, and bulimia at the time. (laughs) So (laughs) it was great because they put me on what they call a cocktail of meds. And I kind of felt like I had a cocktail of mental illnesses too. Mm -hmm. So it, it went hand in hand. And at the time, didn't have any strong feelings one way or another about medications. I just know that they did save my life when I was diagnosed as clinically insane experiencing mania. Oh, my God. So, like, on any given moment, I either thought I was a superhero here to save the world. Which you are, but go on. Right? Uh Now I recognize that wasn't crazy. (laughs) Or an evil villain sent to destroy. Like, get this. I wasn't here to destroy the world. I was here to destroy the evil villain version of myself, which Mm -hmm. is kind of useless. They weren't in the same place at the same time. (laughs) Like, jokes (laughs) on the villain. (laughs) (laughs) It led to some problems. <laughs> my roommate, I don't really remember a lot of this time, but she found me wandering around with like, no idea what I was doing and called my parents. And we got help. And the medications really changed everything. like I was totally out of touch with reality, I have very few memories from that time in my life. And I know that medication saved my life because I was just so far gone and I had no spiritual practice, no idea what mindfulness was, no sense of self. Any sense I had was one of mostly disgust. And so all I knew was that I had to listen to the doctors. I had to be not just medicated, but quite frankly, at the time, I was just sedated. So Mm -hmm. I withdrew from school. They granted me a, it was too late in the semester to withdraw without failing, but they did like a pass on it. I had to go through this approval process. And I remember just them being like, "Uh, yeah, this definitely is worthy of this pass. (laughs) And then the doctors were like, you can't go back for another year. And even then I felt like, I knew something that they didn't. Like, Mm -hmm. Who are they to tell me what my path is supposed to be, that I can't go back to school, that I have to be medicated for life, but I didn't know any better? I just Mm -hmm. knew it didn't feel 100% accurate.
0: And how long was this going on for where you were kind of in that place of in between?
1: Yeah, so I was heavily medicated for maybe four-ish years after that, around four years. And then started to contemplate like, well, how can I do this without feeling like this far in my life I'd either been under the mercy of my emotions and now I'm like at the mercy of pills. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, I'm either going to live for you know, all of these roller coasters of feelings and be afraid of them and have it just feel so overwhelming, or I'm going to have to take a pill to wake me up, a pill to help me focus, a pill to help me go to sleep. And it got to the point where if I didn't take something, I would feel it instantly. And I was living at the mercy of the pills. So I decided there had to be another way. I don't recommend this, but I (laughs) weaned myself (laughs) off of medications. Kids, find a doctor (laughs) that will help you do that. (laughs) But I did it really poorly and not well for several times. Like I failed and I kept trying because I couldn't, I didn't have anyone in my corner telling me that it was okay to be medication free. And it's just because people care. Mm, I totally get it. Like they're looking out for me, but I felt like there had to be
0: something else. Did anyone know what you were doing that you were getting off the medications yourself? I had like one or two friends who knew, I think the first time, uh,
1: smartly let a couple people know <laughs> just <laughs> to be like on the safe side and look out for things. And then later on, like when I finally did it and did it to the point where I've been medication-free now for, I don't know, whenever we met had already been like six months. So however long that is, uh-huh. it's been a few years. And That was like the last time that I went off successfully, and it's now been a really long time because at that point, I had built in these meditation tools and practices, and that all started about six years ago.
0: And what were some of the practices that helped you? So my favorite
1: one that I still do every single day, and this all stemmed from following the May Cause Miracles with Gabby, the Gabby Bernstein book. Which is how we met. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of evolved, but it started with this practice from that book of looking at your fears with love. As I mentioned at this point in my life, like I thought that feeling badly was something wrong with me. It was something that I had to hide. I had to run away from that it was, well, bad. And this book kind of gave me the first viewpoint of, hey, maybe it's not bad.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's
1: useful maybe it's good for you.
0: Maybe it's okay to feel the feelings.
1: Right? And it's so funny because, I mean, while it was a lot to feel, especially initially, feeling the feelings is ultimately how I live unmedicated now successfully with bipolar. And that means feeling all the feelings very, very intensely. For example, just yesterday, I had a meeting that I was going to go to that I love. I love my community. It was a women in business meeting. Yet right before I was supposed to leave, I was like, I'm not going to this. I hate myself. I'm the worst person ever. There's no way I can show my face here. And I was just like so full of self-loathing. And the difference between what happens when these emotions come up now and what would happen when I was anywhere from infancy to mid-20s is that now, instead of trying to ignore it, trying to push past it, trying to act like that feeling doesn't exist, I go, hey, feeling of self-hatred, welcome in. I love you even though you feel this way. (laughs) And I let it be. Like I just lovingly accept the fact that that emotion is there and that it has something it wants to teach me.
0: And you even wrote a book on this, and I'm obsessed with your cover because it is the superhero that you mentioned earlier. (laughs) Captain Heart song. She's so beautiful. I mean, I just want to be her when I look at her. And it's called Super Intense, How Working With Your Emotional Intensity Makes You a Superhero. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, that's
1: exactly it. And thank you for the compliment on the book cover. This is yes. my superhero alter ego Captain Heart song. And my best friend, Kristen Seitz, photographed that for me.
0: It is gorgeous. We
1: did it in front of a hospital while the sun was setting. And I feel wow. like someone may have thought I was an escaped patient. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, get her back in. I'm like hopping She's around. She's wearing a cape. <laughs> <laughs> and we're up on a hill. And that tutu is just like really high. People got to shot. (laughs) That's for sure. It was definitely worth it. So, this book offers over 20 different practices that I use to help me work with emotional intensity for good instead of feeling like, ah, what a bad thing to feel intense. Like, ah, I don't know why society lets us think that feeling things intensely is a bad thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. now that I appreciate it, I don't know how people can go around and not experience things this way. I mean, people are really missing out.
0: You know, that's really interesting because there's so much suppression in our society and for so long, a lot of people and a lot of men especially are taught, you know, to keep your emotions inside, don't cry, um, that type of thing. And that can affect us at an early age and then later and later in life when we're not expressing those emotions, we hold them in and that can lead to all kinds of chronic conditions and diseases. So here you are struggling with, quote unquote, all these mental illnesses while the truth is, how do you just been able to express them and give them a voice? And let them out, then that's the way to heal it. Am oh I my right? Gosh,
1: exactly. Exactly. Feel it to heal it. I mean,
0: feel it to heal it, baby. I say yeah. that way too much. Like, it's <laughs> true. And I mean, I've experienced that with myself and having different experience, but just suffering from trauma, mm-hmm. not knowing there were stages of grief, not knowing right. how to grieve, not understanding that crying is healthy, mm-hmm. that, you know, memories and having memories, good or bad, you know, negative and positive can help you heal the past so that you don't bring those things into the future. And I know I had to learn from people like Gabby and going to grad school at University of Santa Monica. Monica, which is like a school of learning to love yourself. I had to learn all these practices to express my grief and to go, oh my God, I am a little girl who lost mommy and daddy and I'm going to cry yeah. and wail today and that's okay. And I'm going to throw yeah. a pillow and I can be mad at them. I can be mad at myself. I can let go of all these emotions so they're not stored inside me so they don't turn into yes. chronic, debilitating, dis depression, anxiety, all the things.
1: And this is why I love any emotion. So I don't like to call things like negative because I feel like it makes people really uneasy. So in my book, I refer to it as feelings under neutral, Mm -hmm. which the acronym is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Feelings (laughs) under neutral. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. I really think they are so much fun. Once you start to be open to the feeling of like, I'm a little girl and mommy and daddy left me and you let yourself be that loving parent or that loving older sister to that version of you and you let them just let it out. How freeing and liberating is it to allow yourself to be the fullness of who you are through the expression of your emotions?
0: Yes. And finding gratitude for those moments where you were like the victim or the worst thing ever could have ever happened to you. And then forgiving yourself for being that victim, forgiving others for what the perceived wrong that they did to you. And I always say forgiveness opens the door to freedom. If you want freedom, who do you need to forgive? If you're holding on to something against somebody else, you're truly (laughs) just holding it against yourself. Exactly. It doesn't do anything to them. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) let's let it go. Right.
1: And I find that for me, experiencing gratitude is the greatest way to access forgiveness because for me, as soon as I can be genuinely grateful for, for example, that day of just yesterday leaving the house and all of a sudden feeling self-hatred, as soon as I can feel grateful for that emotion, I've instantly forgiven myself for feeling it.
0: Mm.
1: Like it just goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how is it different now? Is it because you're able to recognize the feeling, give love to the feeling, acknowledge the feeling that you weren't able to do before when you were like on the verge of, well, now I have to medicate myself to not freak out?
1: Exactly. And it's such a process because there was so much that was suppressed for so long that even if I had all these tools, it would have taken me a really long time. And it's not that I'm against medication. Like I said, it saved my life. I think Mm -hmm. there is a place for it. You know, like I'll take Tylenol when I have a headache. I'm not like some very stringent anti-medication. I'm very pro, like do what feels good to you Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And anyway, for me just right now, it's being medication-free feels really good because I let myself feel all of my feelings. But very early on in this process, if I were to do all the tools that I do today and dig up all those emotions, it would have been a lot. In fact, when I first became successfully medication-free for a really long time, and then I ended up incorporating like one of the medications instead of all, I was on like eight things a day. And I had a pretty successful bout when I first started the May Cause Miracles. Mm-hmm. And back then it was all about avoiding And running away and treating those feelings as if they were bad, as if I looked at them, they would destroy me. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized now is that all of those feelings have just been begging for me to turn around and look at them and give them love. I mean, it's like you know, if a little kid is afraid of the dark, are you going to yell at them for being afraid of the dark? Like, and tell them, ignore the dark. There's nothing wrong with the dark. Just keep acting like it's not dark. It's like, no, (laughs) you know, you would never do. And if you do, that's strange, but hopefully you would never do that. What you would do is just be like, Hey, let's turn on the light and take a look around here. I'm here for you. Or let's sit in the dark together.
0: Yeah. Be one with them. Be acknowledging of them, of the emotions, of the lightness and the darkness.
1: Exactly. I think for too long, I avoided the darkness, thinking it was something bad, but it is an integral part of the whole human experience.
0: It absolutely is. Have you ever gone days without getting good sleep? It's so frustrating. You feel tired all day, dragging yourself to and from work. And when you finally get back home and into bed, you just lie there awake all night again. Americans are spending $50 billion a year On sleeping pills and the irony is is that those pills those sleeping pills don't let you get that rejuvenating rest that REM sleep that you need that's why the superior nutrition provided by Organifi Gold can help in so many ways First of all, it's delicious. You've heard me talk about it before. But also, it helps you experience deep sleep so you can wake up refreshed and rested and just feel rejuvenated in the morning. It even soothes your aching muscles and helps you relax after a long day. It helps stiff joints feel young again. And it's chock full of healing ingredients like their reishi mushroom and turkey tail mushroom, which are two of the most powerful superfoods to reduce inflammation and enhance your sleep. And like I said, It tastes divine. Food Heals Nation, you have backed me up on this. I have gotten your emails where you're like, yes, it tastes so good. There's literally nothing better than a warm cup of Organifi Gold before bed. It's really easy to make, and you just mix the powder in with hot water or hot milk and curl up with some Netflix and chill right before bed. And of course, you know we scored an exclusive discount code on Organifi Gold for you. Go to Organifyshop.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off your first order. And quick money and time-saving tip, put your Organifi Gold on auto-ship so you never have to worry about running out. Go to Organifyshop.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off your first order. And how did your family and how did the doctors and people who know you react when you made this conscious decision, I'm going to get off of medication slowly and I'm going to do it my way? How did they react? How did they support you or how did they not support you?
1: This is such a great example of the law of attraction, Allie. Okay. So <laughs> when I first started going off of medications, I didn't even have faith in myself. I didn't know I could do it because every message I had heard so far was you have to be medicated for life with bipolar type one because Mm -hmm. mania could creep up at any moment. If I had a nickel for every doctor that said I would end up naked on the streets, like I wouldn't be that rich, but yeah, because nickels don't add up very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I, I was terrified about it. And so because of that, I kept attracting more people in my life who made me feel like it wasn't possible. But as soon as I found successfully being able to live I'm medicated with bipolar type 1, and then I ended up attracting a doctor into my life who was like, yeah, you could totally do that. (laughs) Meanwhile, I hadn't yet found anyone up to this point that would have actually supported that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think it's also about, like, how do you believe in yourself in order to have the world around you support you in what you're doing? Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, the world's just going to mirror that. And it could be out of love and support. So like my parents, they are my best friends. I love them so much. They're so supportive. And I'm sure that early on, especially, they didn't want to support me being unmedicated because they were also hearing these things from the doctors about how you need to be medicated for life. But once they saw that I really have been doing the inner work every single day. And Allie, it is such a commitment to do this work. It's a lot more work. Sometimes I'm like, ah, just get me a pill already. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like they've seen that I do it. And I'm also honest and open with people about the fact that I have bipolar type one. And if they're really close to me in my life, what to look for if I seem pre-manic. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I may just start crying. I may be very overly reactive to things and not to take it as a bad thing, to take it as a compliment. I feel things intensely and I now understand myself so well that I can let people close to me know what to expect, what to look for so that they're not thrown off and so that they too can help me if, for example, my energy starts getting so high that it feels like pre-mania. Coming, I no longer desire mania, but there was a time because you feel euphoria that if I were to start to feel pre-manic, I would want it to go further because that euphoria was such a strong desire. But now I find I love just being grounded and anchored. And there's this much deeper peace and happiness that I experience by doing that work every day than by letting the mental illness run the show.
0: Can you break down a little bit what bipolar type one looks like when you talk about the mania and that type of thing? Like, What signs should people look for within themselves or within others to know that this is happening and what this could be? Oh my gosh,
1: such a good question. Now, really important disclaimer here, I'm not a medical professional. I just live with bipolar type one. Yeah, well, from your
0: perspective,
1: I would love to. Answer. So yeah, this is just from my experience. And certainly like, if you think that this might be you, You know, find professional help. Um, But one of the big things that is different about bipolar two versus bipolar one is that bipolar one comes with episodes of mania, which are experiencing a loss of connection with reality through, in my experience, euphoria was largely it. So feeling like, you know, like I was a superhero here to save the world. I could do anything. I learned how to code websites and like created a website in two weeks. This was way before things like Wix.
0: or <laughs> I mean, this was like, So it's pretty impressive to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was almost 15 <laughs> years ago. But it also comes with like a detachment from reality. So I would spend my night staring in the mirror, watching my face transform while my roommate slept. Like it, it's it's this kind of snap from what people would consider to be reality. So there's those episodes called manic episodes that happen. And there's a certain minimum of time, I believe. And I'm not familiar with what that is in order for it to be diagnosed, you know? So it's not like if you're just like one day, like, oh my God, I'm crazy today. <laughs> And then, like, and then it's gone forever. Like, I don't think that qualifies. Um, like, it's got to be for a certain extended period of time. And then the other part is that for bipolar, there's been marked periods of extended lengths of depression and extended lengths of experiencing. Positive emotions. I hate the positive, negative, experiencing, you know, the emotions above neutral. So for me, when you look back in my journal growing up, and for anyone, so if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, this is so me, when I look back in my journal, it's like one day, especially in high school, one day I'd be like, oh my God, my life is amazing. I love this boy that I have a crush on. And I, absolutely love my life. And then the next journal entry would be like, I am the worst person on the planet. Everyone hates me and I should die. And it was like just constantly up and down and looking back at my old journals, it's so obvious, Uh but I didn't know what bipolar meant. I didn't know it means extended periods of having those emotions, but I do know if you feel like you are experiencing it Definitely seek help. You will find people who will want to help you in the ways that you're ready to be helped. And I wasn't ready when I first started seeking how to live medication-free, but once I became ready, those types of support started to lend themselves to me.
0: You know, it is true that the law of attraction will bring you what you are seeking. So I'm glad that you found the person who finally said, you can live like this and I'm going to support you through that. So, you know, seek the support that you want. And I believe that the support that you need will show up. So we'll be right back. And I want to talk about how comedic relief has helped you in this mental illness dialogue. And I want to hear more about that barking dog back there, Jordan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Food Heals Nation, if there's one mineral that you should be worried about not getting enough of, it's magnesium magnesium is the body's master mineral it is so powerful and it helps with detoxification fat metabolism energy even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium so there's two big problems that you may not know about magnesium has largely been missing from the u.s soil since the 1950s which explains why it's estimated that up to 80 percent of the population may be deficient And most supplements out there only contain one to two forms of magnesium when there's actually seven that your body needs and benefits from. So many of us are very deficient, right? But the good news is that when you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your brain to your sleep, pain and inflammation go away. Everything starts improving really fast. That's why I'm so excited about what my friends over at BiOptimizers, which are the makers of industry-leading digestive supplements, have just created. Their research team recently formulated what I believe is the ultimate magnesium supplement, easily the best I've seen or experienced with all seven forms of this mineral. It even includes trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all the other forms of magnesium more bioavailable in your body. So this is called the Magnesium Breakthrough, and it's by Buy Optimizers. And they're running a special promotion right now for you over at buyoptimizers.com slash food heals. So you can get an additional 10% off from their normal package price with the coupon code Heals 10 So again, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash food heals. And here's the deal. The guys over at BiOptimizers are so confident that you're going to like it that they'll give you all your money back if you don't. So hey, you could reverse magnesium deficiency in all its forms, feel better, heal yourself, and upgrade the performance of your body including how you look and feel in every possible way with this one simple action. And look, if you've been following me on social media, you know I'm back to traveling again. So look, I have to protect myself and boost my immunity as much as possible. So I'm grateful to have my biooptimizers to help me get the magnesium that I need to maintain my health while traveling, getting less sleep, and being around a lot of people, right? So... Go to the website, again, buyoptimizers.com slash Heals. you'll get 10% off, and this is the only place for you to get access to this amazing discount, optimizers.com slash Heals. coupon code FOODHEALS10, enjoy.
1: When I was 20, I was diagnosed with bipolar type 1, and I gotta say, of all of the mental illness diagnoses that are under my name, which is like... <laughs> ...a decent amount. Uh, Like, (laughs) no joke. I one time took an ex to the pharmacy at Target, and um, they couldn't figure out like which medication to give me, so he turned the computer screen. And... (laughs) I said he was an ex, (laughs) It was like a Dead Sea Scroll. (laughs) So, I gotta say, bipolar type 1 is like the funnest of that long list. Uh, during the peak of mania, on any given day, I either thought that I was a superhero here to save the world, or an evil villain sent to destroy it. Which is like kind of trippy. It was. <laughs> it was definitely more interesting than when I was just. Dealing with depression through all my teenage years, eating lots of macadamia nuts and crying in the shower for hours. Like, the superhero thing was much more interesting. Although, macadamia nuts, like, thank you, mom and dad. I aspire to someday have a budget where I have macadamia nuts every day again, and this time eat them out of joy instead of despair. <laughs> oh, he didn't look at me. I need another can of macadamia nuts, mom and dad. So. <laughs>
0: All right. That was a clip from Marissa. She does music and comedy on YouTube, on Instagram. She's fabulous. Sometimes she teams up with other Food Heals podcast fave, Danielle Mercurio. So Marissa, yeah, she's the best. And you do her intros as well, her podcast.
1: (laughs) Got exciting stuff in the works there.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear. So we're going to ask you more about that. But can you tell us how you've been able to channel your emotions through your creativity of music and comedy?
1: I love that question so much because I feel like from even early childhood, I would use music as a way to help me with my emotions, and I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. Although maybe in some ways I did. It kind of felt like uh, like my songwriting was my therapist when I was a kid, and I was trying to hide all of my emotions. I would turn to my music, and I would get it all out that way and the comedy is just like a recent on a whim kind of thing i started doing and fell in love with but when i look back it makes so much sense because once i started to do the healing work of looking at my fears every day and and just listening to them learning from them welcoming them in with love i started to realize that a lot of them are hilarious a lot of them are absolutely absurd so often the fear you are most afraid of if you just say it out loud Point blank exactly as it is, you're going to think it's hilarious.
0: They are hilarious. Okay, let's give an example. Like what are some of the fears that you can kind of witness and laugh at?
1: So just this weekend, I was writing out a list. I was like, I'm going through kind of a difficult growing stage in my life right now. And I said no to something that was the people pleaser in me, was really afraid to say no to. Oh, good job, girl. And a part of like the why is this hard for me and what emotion am I feeling? And I kid you not, Allie, the emotion that came out was I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even an emotion <laughs> I was like I'm like crying and I'm ready emotions come through what do you have to show me uh-huh. and this list you know it's got the typical ones I always see the I'm not good enough I'm not worthy and then I'm fat comes through which like is hilarious because it's, it's
0: hilarious because you're stunning and even
1: if I was like how does that tie in how does that relate and right It's not an emotion. (laughs) Uh, Like I'm listing the emotions that came through as an emotion I had to look at. But it was so helpful. So in addition to instantly making me laugh instead of cry. So the beautiful thing is, though, that like I clearly had work I had to do around that. And the fact that that ties into the people pleaser in me was mind-blowing. So not only did it offer some comedic relief initially because I was like, wait, that's absurd that that's coming up. But then also, it was really powerful to look at it and realize, oh my gosh, so feelings that are connected to how my body looks are very deeply linked to how I feel if I'm being good enough, if I'm showing up as the person people want me to show up as, if I'm worthy of love. And so then, of course, now it's no longer funny. Now we can get into like the serious work of looking at, all right. There was a time in my life where I thought my body had to look a certain way in order to be worthy of love. And I never let that version of me just feel loved. And I welcomed her in and just was like, you can feel fat and be loved. And just loved her.
0: I've been working on this so much, Marissa. I really appreciate hearing this. And my whole thing Mm -hmm. is about ending my body shame and shaming others and shaming ourselves. And as I've been doing this work, I really have learned to love my body and love my curves. And when I say I'm fat, I'm like, well, I might be feeling this in this moment, but this person gave me this compliment and I looked fabulous in this picture. And like that part is kind of ego-driven, but it helps me get that instant boost so that I can do the self-love work later. Mm -hmm. And I'm like more excited about buying clothes for curvy people because for so long, wanted to only buy clothes for skinny people. And like, I've just transitioned my mind into thinking like I'm beautiful at any size and I don't have to look a certain way. And I've been kept from going to an event because I thought I'm fat too. Mm -hmm. And the whole Mm -hmm. reason was because I didn't want people to see me. It wasn't about being fat. I didn't want them to see me for who I was. I was hiding. The
1: body image thing is just the crutch we're leaning on, but it's about so much more than that. And the funniest thing to me about body image is that it's just an idea someone invented. Like, we've all gotten on the boat of thin is pretty or a certain hourglass shape is pretty, but, like, that's right. just an opinion. And yeah. I think about this a lot because I'm like, how have I been brainwashed in my life? Because we're constantly being brainwashed, especially with artificial intelligence now, like reading everything about us and feeding out things that thinks we will like. And then that affects what we like. And it's like, you have to do the cleansing work every day to sit with who you really are because so much of what we think is supposed to be beautiful didn't come from our heads. came from something out there that's just made up anyway. So why don't you just make up your own idea of what you think is beautiful? (laughs) You have that power.
0: I could not agree more. And like, as I'm diving more and more into this and going deeper into myself, it is letting go of those societal judgments that I made for so long or that came from childhood because I was a very skinny child. But I hung out with three girls who were miniature human beings. And so I always felt enormous. And I look back and I'm like, wow, you have no idea what you look like. It was literally a complete misimpression of who you were and how, you know, I hate saying beautiful, you were inside and out. But truly, I could not see it for what it was. And then it followed me into adulthood, you know? Yep, for
1: sure. And that's what our childhood wounds do if we don't look back and give them love. If we don't just let them be and love them as they are.
0: Mic drop, everyone.
1: <laughs> Even Jordan
0: agrees. Jordan was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right.
1: Wait, I do have a really good dog. You want to hear it? Yes. It's, so the trick is you got to inhale while you do it.
0: Roof, roof. That's really good.
1: I roof, Thank you.
0: <laughs> so in addition to all of the things, you also write and record Beautiful healing meditations. You have a podcast with beautiful pump up midday meditations, and you created an amazing meditation for my course, Drop the Body Shame. Tell us about your meditation journey.
1: First of all, your course is going to be amazing. I'm so glad that you are doing what you are doing. This message is so powerful. If you have body shame, definitely check it out. The meditation that came through for that. Thank you so much for asking me to make it, first of all. But that meditation Thank that so came for through was, it. oof, it was powerful, so powerful for me. Yes. And the way this started is because, you know, when I finally did experience successfully living medication-free with intense emotions, I was meditating all the time. Like, I basically just traded medications for meditation at first. I mm-hmm. had to go to it multiple times a day to try to make sure that I was grounded and steady and clear headed. And to do this, I didn't think I could just sit in stillness when I first started. I had been heavily medicated also for ADD. So I was on really high doses of medication for ADD, which is like the hardest thing to come off of. And I just had this belief that there's no way I could sit in stillness. So it didn't keep me from meditating. I just meditated by listening to guided meditations over and over while doing everything else. Like you would think, I'm a musician and I love music, but during this time in my life, you would think I forgot what music was because my every, like my MP3 player, my car CDs, like it was all just meditations, meditations, meditations. And so eventually that helped me transition into being able to sit in stillness and experience beautiful, blissful peace from just being with myself. But it was a transition. And I started making meditations for others because I really wanted to serve people the way that meditations had served me. And also, normally when I sit in meditation, I'm just kind of shown a movie. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) And I like to share whatever came to me in a meditation with others. And a lot of times I'll do this with my clients where, you know, they have a certain thing they're working on or give me a topic like you did for your course. And then I just let whatever I'm shown come through and share that with them as a guided meditation. And I started to put myself out there through freelance services to record meditations and music for meditations for businesses and apps. And next thing I knew I was recording all these things for businesses and apps around the world. And it was really exciting, but I wasn't having that outlet anymore where I was creating just because I wanted to create for me for my audience. And so thank goodness for you for a billion reasons, but your podcasting enthusiasm and my love affair with Food Heals really inspired me to put out my meditation's very unique style. It's positive affirmations set to music. It's kind of trippy, but the goal is this was just me kind of feeling that need to do something creative just for myself. And put it out there for people who are coming to me and saying, Marissa, I know you make great meditations. I've been wanting to listen, but... I can't sit still. Grant, I'm like, Grant. I hear you. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm still there sometimes. And, and it's like you don't have – who says you have to sit still to be in the present moment? That's such a good Some point. Some of my deepest meditations are while I'm walking around in the woods and I'm just like in Me tune too. with the present moment. And yeah, yeah,
0: or even driving in the shower. The shower is my, all my favorite. All are just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a <laughs> genius in the shower. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an
1: interview while we're both in the shower one day. In the shower. And then okay, like the most genius stuff will
0: come through.
1: <laughs> it might be an audio nightmare for Roxy, but.
0: <laughs> I know Roxy will kill us. <laughs> Too much water.
1: Uh I know. Guys
0: might like it though. <laughs> That's we true. Might have some That's true. You there. might increase your <laughs> male
1: audience. <laughs> Okay. Back to the meditation podcast. So Ali was so kindly trying to guide me towards a better name, but I I tend to like, if I have an idea and I don't just move forward with it, then I'll just sit on it forever. I used to have a job at Target where I would be so fastidious about making sure everything was in the right location. Everything was lined up perfectly. And I had this wise man that I work with say to me, Marissa, first, make it good then make it great. So that is now my mantra Mm. for everything. And I was like, Allie, I'm going to start this podcast. And I just did it on a whim because thanks to your mastermind, also, if you are listening and you're like, I need Allie's wisdom, check out her mastermind. I don't know when it's out again, but it is Incredible. It's the reason that I am a best-selling author. It's the reason that I have one podcast out and two that will be coming out in October,
0: which- No, you are the reason. Oh, you're the sweetest.
1: Right. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I got to give myself more credit, but you're like the catalyst.
0: Well, I'm glad I can help. But honestly, you are one of the highest performers that has done more things in months than anyone else, including me. So you're like (laughs) the star student (laughs) of the mastermind.
1: (laughs) I think that's part of living in harmony with- emotional intensity. Yeah, I feel yeah. more high performing now that I do that than I ever did before because now I also listen to my body. I'm like, if does my body want to do this? What does my body want to do? I can hear mm-hmm. everything within me more clearly. I, I can listen to my emotions. I can listen to my body. I can move through the world in alignment with my desires much more easily and clearly than I ever could when I was just ignoring all of that. It was just mm. weighing me down. But I ended up naming it the Midday Meditation Pump Up Podcast because heaven forbid, Woo-hoo! I have a short name that anyone could remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> even I couldn't no, remember no one can. When I know it. I can't I to Half to the time,
1: it. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, at, at Podcast Movement, my tag literally just said, Marissa Iman of the Midday Meditation. Like I didn't even finish. <laughs>
0: they couldn't fit no. it on the badge. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Initially, I did it because I was like, whatever, it's just literally what it is. And in the future, I'll come up with a good name.
0: (laughs) I love it. It's the best. And it's such a good, uplifting show. You can do it from anywhere. You don't have to be sitting there cross legged on your bed if you don't want to. You can do it in nature. You can do it in your car. I mean, I just love it. You can do
1: it while working. I have some friends who will listen to it like while they're at their office job because. They have background noise anyway. You know, they might be listening to music. Might as well listen right. to a loving voice letting you know that you are everything you need in this life. Breathe, it, <laughs> breathe in and feel that as your truth. Right? Might as well be listening to that.
0: Your meditation voice is on point. It is so I good. love
1: my meditation voice. It's a totally different voice. <laughs> it
0: really is. You just drop right in. Speaking of
1: dogs, I was once hired to do a bunch of dog meditations. And it was like for a long time, my head was like, in my head, I was constantly like, breathe in and affirm. I am a good boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marissa, who hired you to do a dog meditation? I don't remember. <laughs> it was one of my first jobs. This is amazing. <laughs> can you please send these to me so I can play them for Jackson and see what happens?
1: No, it was for a radio show. I don't have – right. I sold the rights to him.
0: Oh, man. Maybe you can make one for Jackson. Yes, I would happily on.
1: make one for Jackson for sure. Okay. We'll
0: <laughs> put it on my show and we'll see how he reacts and I'll, I'll report back.
1: And then for anyone who actually want to sit and do real meditations, I also offer – like full meditations every Monday for a year. And it's this superhero meditation. So the goal is that by the end of the year, you feel like you are your own superhero. So I'm happily like getting out this outlet now for myself in addition to making them for my clients.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Marissa. And shameless self-promotion. Tell everyone where they can buy your book, find you online, follow your adventures on Instagram. We said midday meditation, pump up podcasts on iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. What else? Quick 2020 update. We have changed the names, people. We have changed the names. So Marissa's show is now called Incandescent and my course is now called Food Freedom. Check those out. Tell them all the things.
1: Well, if you would like to know more about what kind of superhero you are, (laughs) I have a superhero quiz. And then you can can get the superhero meditations every single week for a year. And it comes with not only a meditation for mornings, evenings, midday pick-me-ups, and extended practices. It also has these challenges to help you feel like you are your own superhero. So MarissaIman.com forward slash free free meditations. And if you want to hang with me on Instagram, I'm like kind of the worst at it, but come hang out anyway. <laughs> Allie helps me be better at it.
0: <laughs> at Marissa Iman
1: I... music and miracles.
0: Beautiful. All right, Marissa. Well, thank you so much thank for Thank you being so, here.
1: so much. I so appreciate you and everything you're doing in this world. Thank you for being such an incredible human being. Oh,
0: you too. Back at you, babe. Love you, Allie. All right, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marissa. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was recorded pre-pandemic, so it was a few months ago, and she did change the name of her podcast. So I just want to make sure that I shout out Incandescent. It is a beautiful, amazing meditation show that you have got to put on your permanent rotation. So check that out. It's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can find Incandescent. I listen to it all the time when I'm taking a walk with my dogs when I'm in the car when I'm washing dishes and I've even used her meditations and music to help me fall asleep so if you're having trouble sleeping this girl's got your back she even has an entire meditation that's like hours long dedicated to helping you sleep so check that out Marissa I'm in.